What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. Yes, that's what we do once a week. Thank goodness we have this time so I can do this once an hour, one hour of the week. Remind myself of what I already know, that I tend to forget every other time. <laughs> five, five days a week. <laughs> five right. days a week. On Sunday you remember. On Sunday I remember. Yeah. Yeah. My Monday through Friday we're in trouble. Mm, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? And so today we get to talk about work, which is, yes, you know, it's hard and work. And Well, it's Labor Day weekend, so it's a good time to talk about work. Or we could just simply talk about, yes, how much you think that things have to be work and work is hard. So uh, who knows which direction, or maybe we'll go in five directions all in the same hour. It has been known to be done. Um, so our theme this week is work. And... Um, Last week we talked about celebration. Oh yeah, I've got nothing. So there you go. <laughs> Which may seem to be opposite for some people. That Especially you could not opposite. possibly be working if you are celebrating oh. and celebrating if you are working. But we do always take a minute or ten to connect the dots with the previous week. So um, Connecting celebration. I read in a book somewhere that you should be able to work and have joy in your work. Is I, that, I is that, Oh, okay. See, see, then connect those dots, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely, if we are celebrating, especially in the context of when we what we talked about last week with celebration was that really we could tie the origin to our desire to celebrate. You know, we could we could make a biblical connection that God said, let there be light, there was light, and that was good. And that is all celebration really is. That's the foundation of it, to look around you or to experience something and say, wow, that is good. Mm-hmm. That is God showing up okay. in that particular way. And in that sense, the work that we do uh, we can celebrate it and say that is good. It is good that I have work to do. It is good that I can be of service. It is good that because of this work that I did, I get paid and I can then buy other things or have a house to live in. So for me, there's a um, easy, easy connection between looking at our life and celebrating it and doing the work that we have been brought here to do. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> that's lovely. I like that. <laughs> and you know how much Too bad I, I wasn't taking notes. That was good. Uh, and you know how much I don't like to connect, connect the, the dots. dots. <laughs> that's right. That was good, uh, Tracy Brown. And so I am excited about today's theme of work. Is it work to say yes to spirit? Uh, must the work I do um, in my job or my vocation and my spiritual work, you know, how are they connected? Must they align? If they don't align, you know, what's up with that? Um, or simply talking about Labor Day and um, how we're celebrating Labor Day and what that means to us. So let's take a quick break and then we will come back and talk about
we're encouraging you on your spiritual path. For those of uh, people who may be listening for the first time or 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 becoming frequent listeners of Say Yes to Spirit, you may not have listened to the history of my feelings on work. That uh, Tracy is good to point out that many times I tend to say things are work that that perhaps don't have to be work. But somehow I've come up with this idea in my lifetime that if, you know, things are going to go well, that I have to work at it. And so this has been an ongoing word that has been um, uh, of interest to us over the past year and two months, year and a month since we've been doing all this fun, fun time. Monday. Started on March. Started on March. So in on. March, so that's actually a year and a half. Six months, 18 months. Almost here now. So that's really an interesting because it has been a theme and it has been something that I have struggled with, obviously. Although we've never done a show, a full show on it. It just comes up <laughs> in every other topic that works. Well, oh, that's, that would be hard work. That would be work. That sounds like work. I don't want to work. I'm going to have to work on that. I mean, we really use, I don't think I'm the only one, but I think I use that word a lot in my language. It's a four-letter word to you. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm like the anti-work, which might, you know, explain a lot of different things in my life because I find myself now without, quote-unquote, traditional work. And um, so I do think it's it's full of energy for me, the word, which I love to talk about things that are ongoing in my life that have meaning. And I, and I think that that is one of the fun things about this show, too, that we don't take, quote-unquote, spiritual topics. We take just random everyday topics and connect them to the spiritual side. And when I try to connect work to spiritual side or spirit things, I absolutely have used the term of I have to, you know, work and go take a class at Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas or I have to work and go uh, do this, you know, try to try to get up and try to meditate and try to work at that meditation thing and try to work at getting, you know, more peaceful and try to work at becoming. <laughs> I love that. Work to get peaceful. Yes, yes. I mean, that language, that word is always something in the back of my head. And as a therapist, I say all the time to people, you have to do the work to get better. You have to do the work. Are you willing to do the work? Are you able to do the work? Are you committed to doing the work? <laughs> so the work. You know, and I think that just... Well, and in that kind of wow. the work is neutral. It doesn't have to be good or bad or It doesn't or feel heavy to you. It feels heavy. Every time I say it, I I just drop down a notch. Work, work. <laughs> in your just language, like in your body. Of, yeah, weight. Your shoulders, yes. over. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's very interesting. And, and yes, if people... People who have listened to us regularly will know that I almost always notice it. Yes, it's interesting because I don't notice it. Because for me, work is joy. It's like work. It's an opportunity to do something good in the world. Work. It's an opportunity to be of service. How can I lend my talents and my skills and my experience to make a positive difference in the world? And so now if I use the phrase that's hard work, you know, for me that's like a subset of the bigger topic of work. But work in itself, wow, I have the opportunity. I have the opportunity to do something or I have the opportunity to support myself or I have, you know, I see work as as a great thing and not just, there is a part of that for me that, that sees it as a responsibility that each one of us has work to do in the world. Each mm-hmm. one of us has mm-hmm. a mission, mm-hmm. a purpose for being, and that is our work in the world. And that's really, you know, almost a, a direct spiritual connection that I was brought here to make a difference in the world. I, You know, and so th- that's my work to do in the world. And right. in that sense, it's really right. positive. It's like nobody else can do that. It's unique to me. It's my way of shining my light, blah, 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 blah. Yes, I'm very excited about this, right? That's good. So so if I say that's really hard work, I'm usually talking about a specific task 
or a specific event and that particular thing, thing is hard. It's difficult. But work in general is not and should not be. It's like in my mindset. Uh-huh. And so it really does mean something if I pull out this one piece of it and say, yeah, that's really hard. Or the work I'm doing right now is really difficult. But, you know, there's a particular project with a company who will go unnamed today that I've been working on for the last six, eight months. And and I do notice every time I bring it up, but I don't say the work is hard. I say that project is hard or that client is difficult to work with. Mm. And, you know, I'm having a hard time with this project or things aren't going well with this this assignment or this task, but it doesn't color my overall value around work. I'm trying to think back to where I got the concept that, we, that I have to work for everything, that things have to be earned or, you know, in order to attain something, it has to be difficult and labor-filled. I really um, can't think of a specific message that I got in childhood or throughout my working years, early working years, where somebody said, you know, things don't come easy, you have to work for them. You hear people having stories like that. Uncle Fred said that. I, I don't recall ever getting that message but somehow through society itself, maybe I have gotten this very, you know, this, this idea. And I, of course, I, and if you don't listen to the show much either, perhaps I should say out loud that I tend to be fairly sarcastic and sometimes I say things simply for effect. But um, I, the idea that, you know, work has to, you know, things have to be earned, because I certainly philosophically don't believe that. And I certainly don't believe that's the way the divine plan is. I don't think I don't think things have to be worked at. I don't think I have to labor for them. I think everything is present and available and there for me. And it's my attitude, my thinking, my belief system that brings it to me or not. Or, you know, opens my eyes to it. I don't think it's brought to me. I think it's there. So there you go. So that language I have to be very careful for. But I do think it's just an interesting overlay on my truth of what I believe, the overlay of my belief system that creates my life is this idea that, oh, my goodness, I haven't worked hard enough or I haven't done it right. And, it, you know, it, it, and I absolutely use it in terms of spiritual things, in terms of monetary things, in terms of friendships, in terms of relationships. Oh, I have to work on finding, you know, a spouse or I'll have to work on that relationship. <laughs> and in the context that work is... Hard, hard and tasteful and heavy. That's a really not necessarily good connection. Hard to get up in the morning. <laughs> but, you know, as you were talking, two things triggered for me, and I don't know if I'll remember both of them, but the first was when you were saying you couldn't remember, like, clear, distinct, direct messages growing up right. that mirror that, which is interesting because I can. And so it's like we wow. opposite. So my parents almost always had three or four jobs between the two of them. Mm. Almost always. Mm. That in my in you know, since I was old enough to remember. And um and so work was a responsibility and um and work was hard, but I think what what um as I'm thinking about it now, there wasn't a complaint about that. It was simply mm. like that is the way that it is. you know it's important to work so that you can support your family. It is important to work uh so that you can pay you know your bills, which is support your family. It's important to work. you build relationships with people you work with. Not so much social relationships, but, you know, as they would talk about people they worked with or, you know, it's like the subtext of that was you get to know things about people you work with. And they become what we would now in this day and age talk about as our extended network. Uh Not so much extended family, but extended network 
uh, when when there'd be a question or I'd be doing a project at school, you know, there might be somebody my mother worked with at the hospital who had an idea or who mm, you know had helped you because she knew your mom. So it would be a network versus right. a, a the extended family concept. These weren't people who came to our house or we had you know holiday dinners with, but they extended your network of of resources and tools. And my parents didn't complain about working many hours or going from a full-time job to a part-time job. It just kind of was the way that it was. What I, what changed for me was when I got into my adult years saying, you know, I guess the assumption was there that I would be working, but that I wanted to work at things, I wanted my vocation to be doing things I love to do. Was that not the case for your parents? No. I mean, they had jobs, and they expected to have jobs, and they, you know, jobs more so than careers, and, you know, and it was a job, and they never complained, at least around me, around the children. They may have complained to their sisters and brothers, you know, to other adults, but they didn't complain. Um, and it was, it became my idea, not because they complained, but just me evolving into who I wanted to be that if I was going to work, you know, if I was going to work 60 hours a week, then I might as well try to figure out a way that I could do something I enjoyed doing or that I cared about or that was interesting to me. Right. But it wasn't a reaction to them complaining Mm -hmm. about how hard it was or how bad it was. It was just me evolving into how I wanted to live my life. Mm so that, I mean, that's really interesting, the messages we do get as mm-hmm. a child. So I had an assumption that you work, that you work, that that's part of what you do as an adult. But my switch on it or my take on it was, and so if I'm going to do that, let me do something I love, which then takes you took me on a, you know, 10-year journey of figuring out what do I really love. Mm-hmm. What do I love? What do I care about? So that in my 30s, I really could, you know, in my 20s, I started it, but you don't have much skill or, you know, so you have to choose from what you have. And then by my mid to late 30s, it's like, oh, here's what I really love. So, I like I said, I remember that. that Something you said triggered that, and I don't remember what the second one was. I should have written it down. <laughs> Our minds. Yeah, it, it's an interesting idea, though. As a society, where do we come up with this concept? What's the benefit to society to teach that work has to be laborious and that we need a you know a Labor Day holiday to get away from work to be able to celebrate being with our families? How do how do we come up with this kind of? Because I even if the work is a vocation, there seems to still be there still seems to be an exchange of something versus yes, and that exchange is good. Can be, <laughs> but I don't think it's necessary. I guess is my point. But somehow we've set up a society where it has become necessary. But I don't know that the the work concept is that, that as it's been defined in our society, is is really, you know, necessary. But I think it certainly is so far into ingrained into us, you know, to reestablish a whole other civilization at this point is probably, you know, not a possibility. But it's an interesting, it's very philosophical to me, the concept of work and the concept of de- designing, you know, that there has to be... Uh, I just think the word itself... I mean, the actual activity of what you're describing, your vocation and your love for that, and your, if there was a whole different language for that, then I think that would transcend everyone then becoming on the hunt for what they loved and seeing life being about the hunt of what I love and how can I provide a service or do something that I love that's really useful and really helpful, and then these, these people will be helped from it, and everybody will be benefited from it. And then, you know, I'm going to go over here who's doing this person's doing this thing that they love, that they know I can benefit from, and I'm going to take some of that. 
and, you know, that I can kind of go to this harvest of all these people doing what they love and engaging in an exchange of people doing what they love. And it's the language that we created that creates the, perhaps it's just my language in my head. You think that's what it is? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it course. quite that way, but I was thinking... Uh-huh. I can and read you can change your, your meaning of you can change any one of us can change our meaning and interpretation of the word right. at any time. And if I change the meaning and interpretation of the word in my universe, right, in my mindset, in the way I interact with the world, guess what? The it, whole world changes. Exactly, but change your thinking, too. change your life. Mm. So, so when I am doing radio show with someone who has an interpretation uh-huh. that work is hard and it's despicable and difficult, Heavy. it doesn't change. I, I don't see the world that way, and so I don't have that experience. So I don't have to wait for the other seven billion people in the mm. world to change their perspective mm. in order for me to change mine and change the experience I have of that in my day-to-day life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think that was really profound. It was so profound I got lost somewhere in the middle of it. But that was, yes, yes. You're right. And that is true, though. Your (laughs) truth, if your truth is true for you, then nothing's going to, yeah, no. Absolutely. So no matter what I right. say about how great I'm not scared that I'm going to bring you over to my side. Do you think I would know? No, but it works. It's, it's the exact same principle working, and we're a great example of the two sides of one principle. Because as long as you individually believe that work is hard, difficult, a burden, right? then that is what you will see and that is what you will experience. Yeah. And I, as long as I see that work is an opportunity, a privilege, and a joy, no matter what you believe, that is what I'm going to see and that is what I'm going to experience. And so I don't have to wait right. for seven, six point nine 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 billion other people to change the consciousness of the world. The consciousness in my world is going to reflect what I believe. You don't have to create an entire new civilization to live in? No, you're saying. no. You can no, just be there right now, right here. Right. That is obviously, of course, the truth. And it is really curious how um, how that does play out in terms of people having opposite belief patterns and both believing, you know, in their belief, right? So, that, you know, that is, yes. that, is, that, is, that is one of the wonders of the world that two opposite things can seem or you know, are operating exactly as truth and they're polar opposites just because each person believes it so concretely. Right. Yeah. And we can have the exact same experience and interpret it so Correct. differently. Right. Can be in the same room, right. in the same meeting or the, at the same event and have such a different experience of it. And that if they're describing what happened to someone else, that person is going, are you all sure you were at the, in the same place? You're right. in the same speaker or, you know. Right. Think, because what you're saying is like it's the opposite. What person A is saying is the opposite of what person B is saying. So. There's deep philosophy to that. Well, and it. it it may be deep philosophy, but it really is what we talk about every week, the saying yes to spirit and and allowing our spiritual beliefs and grounding to drive how we interpret things and how we respond to whatever's going on. Right. Right. And one of the things we talk about it, say yes to spirit, is how we use our spiritual practices to affirm what's going on with our topic and how do we get through things like changing my thinking about this. And it, it, I come to mind, I was teaching a class at the Dallas County Women's Jail. Love that. Love to talk about that. And uh, we were working on self-care. And one of the things that one of the women came up with, as the thing that she does for self-care is affirmations. And I thought, that is so awesome. 
And I was like, why are you in jail? You shouldn't be in jail if you're doing affirmations, right? <laughs> See, I started saying say some things just to get a reaction from Tracy. I wish we had TV cameras in here. But, um, you know, it is interesting to see many times the most wise words that come out of these women's mouths and, you know, it totally breaks through any kind of stereotype you could ever have. But um, when she started talking about affirmations, then I started, I wrote the word affirmations on the board and I said, okay, so affirmations are something I use in my life a lot. And I said, now, affirmations can absolutely change our lives. And then I started looking at it, and I wrote down feelings, like affirmations are the words that we use, and then it starts to shift our feelings. And then I said, the next thing we really want to change or shift is our belief. Mm-hmm. And then as I was talking, I said this, and I said it and realized it at the same time, which I really love when I, you know, something else teaches through me, that I've always thought the affirmations were the thing that did the changing in the external, Mm. that the affirmations created the external shift. Mm -hmm. But what I realized, oh, no, 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 the affirmations work on the feelings, and the affirmations and the feelings then shift the belief, and once the belief is shifted, then that's when all of the dominoes externally Right. fall into place. Right, because it's the beliefs that then drive the action that allow and that create what we do. The affirmation doesn't, right, do it. She's been interesting, but I've, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and I really thought the affirmations, you know, went out there and did something, but they don't. They work on me internally and shift my thinking, which shifts my belief. And then once I believe it, then it's done. It can happen. Right, right, right. Yes. Yes. Very, very powerful. That spiritual very. practice thing of affirmations, though. It's an interesting it's an interesting spiritual practice, affirmations. I also love that in you sharing the story, it's a reminder to me and to every one of our listeners that our deepening, our spiritual deepening, our our deepening of understanding is ongoing. Yes. Always. And so when we think we have had a breakthrough or, oh, I know how to use affirmations. Yeah, you know, no big deal. And then you realize as you continue to use them or as you teach them to other people, you get a deeper insight. Mm -hmm. You know, after 20 years of using affirmations, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, now I see this in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. They've worked for me in the past, Mm -hmm. and I was thinking they worked this way. Right. Now I see because I know more, I'm more grounded, I've been doing it longer, I see this deeper process is really working on me, and then because I have changed, mm-hmm. my belief has changed, then I see and recognize and cause different outcomes. Mm-hmm. But that's true about every one of our spiritual practices. So when we come and talk about Say Yes to Spirit every week, mm-hmm. or when we go to our services on Sunday or Friday or Wednesday in, in different pra- spiritual faith practices, you know, whatever your day is or your time is, or if you're Muslim and you, when you do your prayer five times a day, whenever we are saying yes to spirit on a regular basis, we don't stop. And, you know, mm-hmm. we don't stop and say, oh, got it. Okay, I'm all good now. Mm-hmm. Because it's by continuing to do it that we get these deeper insights about how it works and how we can make it work for us. You just used the word work twice in a sentence. And, and it, you didn't and have it, a negative it, 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 No, I, it didn't have anything to say the sentence again, how it works. How it works and how, and how we can make it work for us. How we can make it work for us. And in, in that sentence, neither one of those uses of the word work have anything to do with how I think of work. Right, because it wasn't I must do the work. It was... How it works. it works. Now, now put a capital I on that it. How God works and how we can make God work for us. And you don't think of it as hard. Yeah, I don't think of that as heavy. What do you <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so interesting. How the universe works and how we can get the universe to, and make is not the right word, but how we can 
get the universe to work for us. You know, I'm taking the Mary Morrissey Prosperity Plus class um, right now, and one of the things that Mary Morrissey talks about is, which is not a new concept, lots of other people have talked about it, but I'm going to use this example because I'm in that class right now. Mm-hmm. So in the in the Prosperity Plus class, um, it's 10 weeks, and every week there is a DVD, a film, a video of Mary Morrissey teaching the content. So when she talks about um, being able to write a check that the universe can cash, Mm. And makes the analogy or the does the tells the gives the example of if you wanted to if you were going to write a check and take it to the bank to cash it there is a specific format process form that that must take you write in who it is paid to the order of you must write the specific amount then you in numbers then you write that out as a double check, as an affirmation of the number. You write it out in words. You must sign it if you want the bank to cash it for you or for the other person. If you receive the check, you must endorse it. Your name has to be on there, either on the front or the back, or both if you're writing a check to yourself. But there is there are specific things you need to do. Who's it, you know, who's it going to... What's what's going to them? An affirmation of that and a signature. Got it. And so a lot of what we're talking about is yeah, this all of the spiritual practice it works, but you've got to put it in a format that universal law or spiritual law can then react and give you what you want. And we're doing that all the time, whether we're conscious or not of how we're doing it. And I think a lot of times when we get mixed outcomes or mixed results, it's because the number we wrote was one thing, but then when we spelled it out in, you know, the number we wrote in our consciousness was, I want to be, I want to have a million dollars this year. But then when I wrote it out, I couldn't spell one million dollars. Instead, I wrote um, some money. My belief wasn't Went, right. Right. Because my belief, belief wasn't able to right. articulate sure. what I could say in yes. shorthand. And so I, I just, you know, I, I think it is important that we, that we match those things and we use the spiritual practices to affirm and to uh, clear the way for what we really want to come into our lives. Yes. Indeed. And it is, and it, 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 and it is a process, as you said. I like that. It's very much of a process. But you still didn't get back to the idea of those two, those two times they used the word work. It didn't. It wasn't heavy. Because it wasn't about you. Uh, you that's it. You it believe that, that you have to work hard. It's just specific to me that work is hard. And it wasn't Tracy's, about something you had Tracy's to do. Tracy's going to go to work today. That still feels pretty hard. Tracy's going to have to work today. Tracy has to work. But that whole thing of spirit, it work and how it works seems Cause you know that. natural and loving and easy and I don't flowing. Know. I don't know. Maybe you should see a therapist about that. <laughs> yeah, but it's really interesting. Yes, I should actually probably about many things. But it's interesting, and, you know, this is another reason that I always encourage people to have these kind of conversations because as we hear ourselves talk and as we hear friends talk, if we can manage to really stay within the positive, another thing right now at the the jail that we're working with, we have 64 women that live in a pod, and there's just so much opportunity for gossip and negative, you know, just putting women's personalities together and with no walls and no privacy. So... You know, it's constant, this ebb and flow of the, you know, oh, they're so negative and I've got to get away from this negativity. And so, you know, constantly reaffirming and re-challenging the women to stay within their own positive state of mind and not allow this situation to affect them that's around them. Um, So that is such a challenge sometimes to just even have a, a conversation with someone where you're staying positive and you're hearing yourself talk and you're having a, a kind-hearted person to mirror that off with, 
But it's really curious when we can get into those supportive conversations, how we can hear how we think. Yes. And for me to hear how I think now the word work, when I think about God's work, that's just all rosy and happy. It's just curious. Thanks for showing up so that we can have, you know, perhaps this is my therapy. (laughs) Good therapy it is. Good therapy it is. Do you ever consider spiritual practices work? Do you ever think to myself, oh, I've got to go meditate. Oh, I'm having a bad moment. I need to go do some journaling or ask, call a friend and ask for prayer. Do you ever think of that as work? Well, when you said the phrase, you know, and you tell people you've got to do the work, and we do use that, you've got to do the work. If you want to have different outcomes, you have to do the work. And so, again, for me, that's like, yeah, that's the natural process of doing what I came here to do. And so it doesn't feel heavy. So it still doesn't feel heavy, not even in that, yeah. Specific right. question of, you know, do I do I ever think, oh, I need to go journal or, you know, this is mm-hmm. the situation that's happening right now and I, I, I better go ask somebody to pray for me. Um, Usually, I think, when you said that, I was thinking, usually what happens in my mind is the phrase of, of, it would really be helpful if I would go do this. So it becomes... Oh, it would be helpful. Versus, you better go do it. I need to go You know, like somebody standing over me, pointing their Mm -hmm. fingers, going, and kind of frowning with a stern look, you need to go do that, Mm -hmm. which has a lot of judgment feel to it. Right. And so I'm not saying that never happens to me because sometimes that inner push, you know, if I've been avoiding something for a long time, yeah, that inner will escalate to that level. But usually for me now it is, okay, I'm noticing that I'm really in a funk here or I'm noticing that I'm really out of sorts here. And the question really comes, so what am I going to do? That's not how I want to be. Mm-hmm. That's not the place on the emotional ladder I want to be. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to go to the next, you know, higher vibration? And then it will come to me. It might come to me, you need to go meditate. Mm-hmm. But it's not that heavy you need to go meditate. It's like, oh, you want to go to the next level? Well, here's what you need to do to do that. It's almost like a reward. Yeah, because it's helping me right. do what I want to do, which right. is get out of this funk or not be depressed about the fact that I have no money in the bank, you know, and haven't for two months. You know, and it's weighing on me and weighing on me. And so at that point, it may come through in my human mind as, you need to go have a session with a practitioner or you need to ask, five people to pray, be in prayer about this. But it's not that you need to, mm-hmm. bad person you, mm-hmm. you need to, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a heavy feel. Right. And you use the interesting word judgment. I have a hunch that my connotation with the word work is connected to judgment. What on earth would give you a hunch like I, you that? You know, I'm catching on. I'm sorry that I look. But it's interesting because then if if you take the judgment out of it, if you take the the um, have to pass fail win lose right wrong yes there there it, it does become much lighter and it becomes a tool you're using to experience your life versus. An action you're taking because someone else makes you or expects you to or to please someone else's version of life. Right, right. I wonder if any of the master teachers that we have called Jesus and Buddha and the different people, names, if they ever used the word work. That could be my homework to find out in what context some of them might have used the word work. Do you have any ideas? I'm, I do. But do you? I do, but you, since you're going to do it as homework, can you think no, of a time? No, 
It, was there a time? Do you, yeah. do you think? I think it's a great homework assignment. <laughs> but do you, so but you're going to guess that there was a time that they used the word work. Oh, it's not a guess. Oh, you know that they used <laughs> Darn those Methodists, we should have read the Bible. Okay, so you know it's in there? Because I was really going to guess that they wouldn't have used the word work. Work. Well, now, let's keep in mind that all labor, labor, did they use the word labor? All, absolutely. But they didn't use the word labor or the word work at all because the language they used was not 21st century English, English. Uh-huh. but in the translation, whether gotcha. it's translation from, you know, the language of Buddha or the Aramaic, you know, of Jesus or, you know, from different ascendant masters or even people we consider more recent mystics and and um, masters. But you will find that it, it, so it's a translation that then would be translated into how we use work or labor. But it's there. It's there. It's very interesting. So that would be, that, that's great homework for to really look at what have, um, what have master teachers or ascendant masters said about work? How, the context in which right, they the used the word, they used the word work or labor, and because I'm thinking of the, the I love the I could say Pollyannish. That's judgmental, I know, but the Pollyannish way we kind of throw out, you know, that my work can be my, you know, I don't have to. What's what the the idea that I can do anything and love it. And that, and I do believe that, but I think it's, I think it, it 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 is important to see that that concept of work and how people work. Many times, oh, this is so funny. Many times it takes work to get out of the idea of how that work is heavy. <laughs> I love that. You're addicted. Uh-huh. To the word to, work. The, to your concept mm-hmm. of work, because people can. I absolutely have friends that you know their job is a paycheck. It's not. It's not their vocation. They use their job yeah. to then be able to do the things they love and to teach or to you know spend time with their children or go on vacations and do different things. So uh, their job, their work is not something that they find particularly fulfilling, but it's it's an end to a means. Exactly. So the work that they do for pay supports the work that they do as their life mm-hmm. location or right. their life mission. Right. And they're you know, I think that's I think that's more often the case than people who have found a way to make their compensated work mm-hmm what they love or their work in the world that that is in alignment with their mission or purpose mm-hmm. for being alive. I think the major I think there are many more millions of people who work in a job that allows them then to be who they came to be, even if that is simply they really came here and their primary joy in life is being a parent. Mm-hmm and to raise a family and to raise children into contributing responsible people in the world. And that, you know, that's what they have always wanted to do, and they love being a parent. And in order to do that, they may work a part-time job or they may work a full-time job so that they can feed and clothe and provide housing for the family. Right. And they go to work, and they, you know, will maybe work in a job that they don't really enjoy, but they do it, and they do it well, and they do it in joy. I mean, you know, they do it... I-N-J-O-Y. Right. They do it in joy or in acceptance. Uh They don't have resistance to it. Yes. And then they go home, and they completely light up because they know what they are creating with their family. And I think that's really valid. And so, yeah, the work, what is my work to do in the world may not be what my job is. The monetary reward comes back from, right? Yeah. And 
how fabulous it is when those two are the same. But I do think that's in our day and age that that is the exception rather than the norm. And if if within the truth of being, um, you know, alive and present in the moment, many of many of my friends that have that experience, you know, they do they do enjoy their job because they they understand the formula of what it's giving them. Mm-hmm. And spiritual practices to get out of this concept of hard work, work being hard. What do you what do you suggest for me, Tracy Brown, practitioner? It's a lot of pressure being a practitioner. Well, I'm just wanting to laugh because, you know, you may want to so so what I hear you saying is that you want to change that. Yes, I think I'm ready. Okay, and come back to me when you're sure you're ready. <laughs> I think I'm ready. That's good. That's good, Trace. Yeah, isn't it interesting? Because it, it is absolutely that is the case as soon as I am fully engaged and wanting it to be different. So then is it the therapist in me that then reverts back to what am I gaining from staying in this perpetual hell? Yeah, that's what therapist is. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we should do a show on that. 
That is that is really, really interesting to me. And again, I think in both scenarios, psychology and spirituality, the theme of work. I do think there's a lot of spiritual beliefs that 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 work is involved. And so when I think of work in that context, I think of discipline. I think of consistency. I think of action. I don't think of hard work that is hard and it's I just think of, yeah, I need to do, I need to have alignment. And so I could use a lot of other words besides its work, from a spirituality, applying applied spiritual practices. It's simply, you know, discipline. Now, for me, discipline almost has the connotation work has for you. Oh, see, I love the word discipline. Yeah. So we could use discipline, or we could use discernment, or we could use mm-hmm. um, practice. I like that word. You know, we use practice a lot instead of work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, practice meditation every day versus go work at meditation. Mm-hmm. So I think we do use the word practice a lot. Isn't it fascinating, though, the gravity, that's the word, the weight that words have words have such gravity and they they bring about such such a visceral experience i guess that is what we have is words we use words we use, we words. use a lot of words yes we do another w w o r d that's another four letter <laughs> word and okay so we use a lot of words, and we believe in the word. Oh, that's good. That's a little long for a bumper sticker, but that's good. I like that. And it's interesting because the word work, I'm really going to do my homework because I'm really wanting to know the origin of the word, why we initially came up with the word, how the master teachers used the word, Wonder if Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of the Mind, used the word work. Absolutely, many times. How'd you get so smart, Tracy Brown? <laughs> so now, if if I was going to work on not having work be so much work, my uh, <laughs> affirmations. What else could I do? Affirmations. Yeah, that would be a really interesting affirmation <laughs> to develop. An affirmation. Affirmation. What would my affirmation that work is no longer work? No, because no longer is not in the present. Work tense. is work. And I am. Negative. I am. I am joyful in my work. My work. You can't is, even say it. I can't. It's like the pawns <laughs> trying to say please or thank you or whatever he couldn't say. It's so totally unbelievable. It is. It is. Point. It's like, yes. And so you want to start with an affirmation that is negative. <laughs> well, you want to, and obviously that would not be yeah. a good affirmation uh-huh. to use. I am free of... I really can't conceive. Isn't this great? Yes, it's a great this example for our listeners. It's oh. great. I'm so pleased to be helpful in this way. But it's really, it, I can't. I can't. I I cannot conceive. If work were not hard work, what would it be? If work was not hard work, it would be fun. It would be fun. It you would like be the word fun. fun. I like the word fun. Okay, so when you say work is fun... Just say it out loud. <laughs> work is fun. Oh, gee, that's work fun. Work is fun. Work is fun. So I should say that. Is that my affirmation? Work well, is no. Fun. I mean, I'm, these are just approaches to begin to develop an affirmation. <laughs> work is fun. Okay, if work were fun for you, what? not what might you be doing in terms of what would the job be, but if work were fun, how would you feel? I would feel excited, wanting to move towards it, wanting more of it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't believe it. But I'm it trying be. to put that together with work. Mm. Wow. 
me. So it's like I think we, those are the kinds of questions you ask, that then you begin to figure out what words need to be in the affirmation. Mm. And not so much that your affirmations are totally believable, because often right. our affirmations are the desired future state. Mm-hmm. But it cannot be so unbelievable that your whole you can't even say it. Like when mm-hmm. you were first starting, and all you could say is it's not this and it's not that, and it's. So, you know, that, that use of fun and moving toward it and excited about it, you know, are, are things that might go in an affirmation. See, that's a cool excited. little thing you did. Mm-hmm. Now you walk through the opposite word, what would it be, and then how does that word bring up a feeling? That's something we can take away as a, as a tool. That's a way to begin to build your affirmation. To build the Because a lot of times I think we do say use your affirmations, but if people... If it's something that's really deeply ingrained, mm-hmm. then, like, how do I then get to what might right. be a good affirmation? And this might be the affirmation that you start with now. And, you know, like you said, well, if work is not hard, it would be fun. So, you know, work is fun could be an affirmation, and you could say it. You could actually get it out uh-huh. slowly. Um but if I told you to use the affirmation, my work is fun, you wouldn't be able to use it. Because it would be so foreign. Right. Or I am, I believe work is fun. But generically, work is fun, you could probably use that for a week or two and then graduate to, uh-huh. I do work that is fun. I am excited about the work that I do because it's fun. So you know right, right, see how right. you could build mm-hmm. on it over time mm-hmm. as you broke through whatever barrier is there subconsciously. Yes. And I and I do love that. And that's a great helpful helpful trick to start with something and then go deeper and deeper and deeper with the affirmation. Yeah. And that um when we did the show on affirmations over a year ago, and we had the conversation about do all affirmations have to start with I am. Yes. And we, I think when we teach affirmations, a lot of times when we're starting with people with limited experience, we do start with, you know, I am, and then describe how you want to be uh-huh. because it makes it personal and it is really powerful. But then when you get more experienced in affirmations, you realize that they may have feeling and they may or may not start with I am. Right. Um, but it is a definition of what you are affirming. And in this case, you're talking about affirming a change in a perspective about something that not only affects you, but your belief about work, period. Yes. So to say work is fun uh-huh. would work. And then as you build on it, ultimately you would get to an I am. I am excited that the work I do in the world is fun as well as fulfilling. Right. There you go. I have a lot of opportunities this week. I'm not going to use the word work. I have a lot of homework. Self-study. Things to do. Things to do. Self-study to improve. And it is. It's an opportunity to continue to say yes to spirit. Spirit's idea is for us to live in that place of all words leading to joy, all paths. So that's everything we have about work this week and all the time that we have just about. Next week we're going to talk about violence. Much better. (laughs) Really glad. So until then, say Say yes yes to to spirit. spirit. Imagine Dragons. Okay.
With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.